Hello and welcome to episode 174 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, good man. Good. Good, good. Just a couple more weeks now until we finish for the year. Yeah, um, better hit those double bills while we can. Yes, which is exactly why we're going to be doing this week. Um, you will be listening to this episode, of course, first, where we're going to be discussing the Furies. Um, but straight after this, we're going to be recording another episode. So check your feeds to make sure you got two episodes this week, not just one. That's right. Because, um, yeah, we're also going to be talking about the girl on the third floor um so yeah that's two episodes this week and then uh fingers crossed the plan as it stands always subject to change uh the following week without any notice <laughs> uh, as our final regular show and then um the week after we will be putting up our best of 2019 special mm-hmm. um so of course at this point uh make sure you keep sending in your favorite movies of the year top fives or, or anything like that um we've already yeah. had a couple from the listeners which is awesome and uh, I really just want to get as many as possible from the listeners because it would be awesome to go through them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, as long as you send them by around sort of the 18th, 19th of December, uh, then, yeah, it should be fine to be on the show. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, before we get into the Furies, um, there's two news stories this week. They're both kind of minor. Um, the, fir- the first one, I'll go with this one first because this one's more interesting. Um because I wasn't even entirely sure that this was being made, but we are getting a train to boost on sequel. Um, so that mm. in itself is incredibly exciting. Like I think we, did, I'm going to say that's awesome. Man. Yeah. I think we did know that like around August last year um, mm. or this year. Um, but uh, we got a little bit more information now. So the title is uh, peninsula um, and they are targeting a summer 2020 release in um, Korea um so you know international releases are especially for asian movies can be very delayed um so mm. i can't like this is one where we might see this late 2020 if not hopefully in 2021 because i know Train yeah to i guess localization is difficult so they have to get like mm. distribution and then localization so it's like know, one cut of the dead was one that was you know making waves yeah. in its own country before coming abroad as well so but either way like yeah. we're gonna You'd get like it at some think, point because it's a sequel of a movie that was already popular over yes. there, that will hopefully give it traction a bit sooner but yeah, but yeah who knows yeah, that's a good point, actually, because, yeah, it's a lot easier to get traction for a movie that horror fans are already ready to watch. You know, I think mm-hmm. that, yeah, getting this on any sort of festival or hopefully like if a streaming service just straight away picked it up, like, yeah, the, I, I just can't wait. Because, um, yeah, Train to Busan, if you've not already seen it, is incredible. Absolutely incredible. It's a good one. Um, best zombie movie that we've covered for the show has to be, right? I mean, I can't one think cut of anything. Dead, bro. One Cut the Dead. Yeah, like those two have just... <laughs> Man, yeah. difficult, difficult choices to make. Luckily, yeah. we don't have to make that choice. <laughs> no, um, very, very different movie. Yeah. It's one much more traditional. I mean, in terms of traditional zombie movies, Busan, definitely. But oh, yeah, for sure. One Cut the Dead, that is that has got some special sauce. Yes, definitely. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. There's another news story, but we'll save that one because, uh, you know, we love talking Roll about over. The Conjuring. So there's a lot, nice little tease for you. I bet that'll be exciting. Ah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm not putting in the grudge trailer, like which came out. Um, I watched it for some reason, and what's your problem? 
I just to be fair, it was on my um, upcoming 2019 movies for a June release. <laughs> um, I think it was originally scheduled to come out the same day as Child's Play. Right, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah um, fun fact. Well, The Boy Two still hasn't come out. Um, no, no, both both will be on my list. <laughs> I'm adding them now. Yeah, so the grudge. I now have the four that Sean gave me a couple of weeks ago <laughs> in those two. He's building the list, guys. And 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 Train to Busan <laughs> sequel. <laughs> you can see it live in action. Um, this movie, I think, is out like January 3rd. It's something ridiculously early at the start of the year. And oh, this trailer, man, it's so bad. And it's it angered me because... It's so bad that it's good. No, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but it's hilarious how much they've robbed from other stuff where the trailer, the first two minutes of the trailer is a long, drawn-out sequence between a character talking to an older lady character inside of her home while freaky stuff happen. Um, and it, if you've seen mm. the It Chapter 2 trailer, this will feel extremely familiar. Um, it is literally like play for play the same thing. Um, and then kind of the last minute of the trailer is like in It, where it shows you all these other different scenes. Um, and also the logo is exactly the same as the Resident Evil logo, which really triggered me. Um, so, yeah, like oh, this is just... I don't want to see this movie, but maybe we'll be forced to. I don't know. Um but yeah, yeah, should we talk about a different film? Yeah, I mean, I need I need to pick me up. Yeah, you didn't even see the trailer, mate. No. <laughs> um, let's talk about the Furies. So, as always, yet another Fright Fest movie. Yep. Now, this one wasn't um, screened when we were there, was it? It was... No, uh, this this was one of the... I would say, as we were going down our Fright Fest kind of scheduling, this was one of the top movies that I wanted to see, purely from synopsis, the fact it was Australian, and the poster art. Mm. Like, those, those three things, I was like hell yeah i love me some australian horror um so this was this was kind of because i think it might have been on the sunday um i don't know i kind of i felt like it was you know one of those things where it's like oh do we do saturday or sunday Mm. and we could then see this like potentially um but yeah yeah we didn't get to see it at fright fest unfortunately but we've seen it now yeah it was uh shudder who obviously picked it up relatively Mm -hmm. soon after release which is awesome to see because i was thinking about this how weirdly enough where there are just so many movies where it's like some of them immediately come out and then other movies yeah. like Red Letter Day is like, is that movie ever going to see Light of Day? Um, yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, will I ever get to see that movie again? It was like that Psychopaths that we saw a yeah. couple of years ago. Like that eventually came out, like a very small yeah. like on-demand release. Like that movie is yeah. out there now. But yeah, like it's weird yeah. that we've seen and stuff like sadistic intentions and stuff it's like when is that actually gonna come out for people mm. to see um yeah i yeah. want to see red letter day again then. yeah really interesting anyway it was um but yeah the furies yeah. we have seen what, <laughs> what is this movie about why why were you drawn yeah. to it um well basically um a um our kind of lead character i was trying to make, i've completely not got any names do you, you know what she was no, called don't ask me no our lead character yeah um <laughs> Was, he was um, female and Australian. Yeah, let's call her Sheena. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a character called Sheena in this, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know <laughs> anyway, if I lead, this film, but carry on. <laughs> our lead character, basically, um, she gets kidnapped in the opening scene and finds herself um, 
in the woods in this vast wooded area in kind of absolute middle of nowhere Australia and she's being hunted by masked men um and she kind of soon realizes she comes across another couple kind of female victims and they soon realize that they're kind of unwilling participants in this deadly game of cat and mouse where it's basically it's it's quite video gamey really Mm. where you've just got these like over the top uh looking killers they've all got these absolutely awesome masks you know some sort of crazy weapon and they're just trying to kill you know it's very much cat and mouse um you know the movie does evolve a little you know does evolve more from that but initially it's exactly what it is and these women wake up and they're trying to survive basically and the killers are trying to get to them Mm. um i mean that's about as simple as you can get with a synopsis but that's that pretty much sums it up yeah um and and yeah i mean and obviously the, the biggest thing for this i was like okay that sounds fun Love me some serial killers, and this movie is Australian. And like, I don't know the consistency from Australia in the past kind of um, couple of years, or or even longer, really, has kind of been, you know, pretty pretty good, really. When these when these movies make it outside of Australia, mm. they, they you know more often than not they seem to be you know pretty damn good. Yeah. Um. So that's what kind of got my hype levels. Um. But yeah, I mean. Do you want me to go into it, or do you want to go into it? Oh uh, yeah, you want to you go first because I'm I'm curious what yeah. you think of this movie. Yeah, um, this movie this movie is great. Like I had a, I had a really good time with it. It's it's basic, like in terms of the premise I just gave, and you know it it's. Um, but the thing that I I loved about it more than anything was just the the gore and the effects in this movie are insane. Kind of when the kills come along, like. We made a real rod for our own backs making a uh, best kill of the year uh, <laughs> thing for our show because this movie alone has like, you know, four or five incredible kills in it. Some scenes that really made me look away and was squeamish. Um, even though I don't remember her name, I found the lead um, really just kind of like captivating and unconventional as a kind of female lead. She was kind of... You know, she she becomes a bit of a badass, and she isn't your kind of normal, um, you know, like I say, lead character. But I kind of just found her kind of very interesting. They they play um, on the fact that she has epilepsy, and kind of um, her pills get taken away, and so she will have like every now and then have like these seizures and kind of like they tend to happen, as you can imagine, at kind of bad times when you're being stalked by a killer. Um, and I kind of enjoyed that dynamic of kind of that happening and then kind of how other characters have to try to kind of assist her or how she kind of, you know, gets through it that way. And I, I just found it like a really fun ride, to mm. be honest. It was a short movie. And um, as the game started to unfold and we found out more of the rules, I, I just enjoyed like the world they were starting to build with it. It was starting to feel like um what was that movie we watched the but the belco experiment mm. that one when they started to kind of reveal like the game behind it i wasn't down like it, it it was it just seemed way too big and convoluted and didn't kind of make sense to me but this did make it this was more hostile where i could kind of picture this being like a you know a thing a group of people they're doing this thing and um 
I I kind of got behind all of that and yeah, just had a really good time with it to mm. be honest. And and by you know by the end of it, just thoroughly enjoyed it. And more than anything, it, you know, it's just some of the craziest. I mean, we've seen some crazy stuff this year, but in terms of just gore and like kills, this this movie is like right up there. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, this is this is an interesting one. Like, I'm I'm really glad that you like it. And this is probably like the most we've ever had a difference of opinion on the show this year. Um, because I didn't like this movie at all. Um, I agree with you that the kills are spectacular. Like, they're very very good. It was probably my only takeaway from this movie. Um, is that. <clears throat> They're just really, really well done. Um, the first kill in particular is so shocking. Is yeah, it's it's so yeah, awesome. My God. I do. I kind of wish they hadn't done that one so early because then there isn't. It's not until really later on when you get another one that I think comes close to it. There are good ones throughout, definitely. Mm. Um, but I think the first one in particular, and it's cool that the first one is so shocking because it definitely... The first, the first one's the, the best one. Yeah, I think definitely. so. And it was it was so memorable to me. Like, I still remember it now, even though I don't remember too much else about it. And whereas mm. that was like a real impactful moment, I was like, my God, these special effects are awesome. Um, and I, it's weird. Like all the reasons why you listed, I can't disagree with it. Like, and I it just, I just think it's... Um, I wasn't in line for what this movie was going for really, where it is an attempt at a throwback. That's clearly what this movie is trying to be mm. where it's um, so inspired by the old 80s slashes. And it is just, I feel like their, um, their kind of mission statement when they made this movie must've just been like, we're going to make a throwback that is just one big long slasher sequence. Um, yeah. because that is pretty much outside of one incredibly short scene at the start of the movie that just sets up the entire movie. It then is like a long drawn out slasher sequence where there are tiny, tiny little moments of interest. You can see why I like this movie. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and again, on paper, like I have, again, like I can, and again, I can totally see why people like this. I can totally see why you would really like it. Um, but I just found it very boring, um, in between those moments. And, there was no real stakes or anything. And I know you don't always need that to necessarily enjoy something like this because not every like cringy eighties horror movie has great stakes or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, I never felt any real tension. Um, the, the movie obviously lacks like character development and story. And that's obviously not yeah. going for so. every, every character is very expendable. Yeah. Um, Which and including the work. lead really, yeah. you, 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 you know, it was one of the things that I quite liked about it actually was that I kind of felt like she was pretty expendable. Yeah. Like no, no one was out of the realms of being killed. Like, so I wasn't sure who the final girls were going to be. Yeah. That's a cool, like, I agree with you that that does work well. Mm. Um, that's something but, that's but then the, the, the you know the flip side of it that's because none of them are developed exactly you know, like we they, can't they, remember they anyone's are. names like. no i don't remember the names of the characters like yeah. i really enjoyed the movie but i have no idea who anyone was called in and it, that's what know? they're going for because like you say guy one yeah well, face guy and that's two. the thing like they have they do have these like iconic looks like i do think the killers look really cool Let i think face guy <laughs> he was i think the killers look great and i think the kills are great i don't really like anything else about the movie i don't think it's shot very well um i actually didn't like the location of this movie um um, once they start on this like big area it just feels samey like they're kind of they're kind of running from these two like multiple different spots and they all feel the same it's kind of like feels like running around like a paintball range where it's like everything is just like oh here's a house that's covered in shrubbery here's another it's house basically covered in um 
Friday the 13th, the game, the yes. movie. Yeah, it feels like a set, doesn't like a <laughs> horror set. Like when we go to yeah, these yeah. horror experiences and it's like, oh, here's another sunken house with a black I mean, chair. I mean, but it, but it is, it is a set. Yeah. That's the thing because, because there is cordoned off areas. This is a design yeah. area. Mm-hmm. So it, so it, it is this kind of, yeah, this, this very designed area that's meant to be like a cheesy, yeah. you know, cramp camp crystal lake type, you know, thing almost where it's kind of, yeah, they're, they're clearly marked where they should go and where they can be. Yeah, because they have, like, cameras everywhere and stuff, don't they? Mm. Um, so, yeah, like, I agree with you. Like, it, there is actually a plot reason for it. Um, but I mm. still think it's not interesting to look at. Um, what, what did you think of the whole, like, because the one big thing about this movie, which obviously isn't, like, a... 80s throwback is the technological stuff um Mm -hmm. i found it very confusing about what was actually going on again this might be slightly spoilery so slight warning but i just wanted to pick your brain about it whether you understood it a bit better than me because early on we kind of get this idea of like avatars and that sort of stuff where the killers aren't necessarily being controlled and all of this sort of stuff um especially with our protagonist seeing through through the killers like what did you make of all that stuff i um I didn't really get that vibe from it. I didn't, I think like it, her kind of being able to see through the killer's eyes was odd. Cause we, that happens um, immediately, doesn't it? Like as soon as yeah, the, she's there, she, whenever she has like one of her um, seizures, she kind of starts to see through the killer's eyes. Mm. That That's quite odd. We, we learn kind of, it's one of those things like the tech is weird because the, um, basically to be monitored, they kind of have, um, like a, behind their eye like some tech that's kind of like seeing through them mm. and that's kind of like how the the people the the big brother watching can kind of see everything and you have to kind of accept that that's just a thing that exists yeah um you know if you're going to give it a, a pass and if you don't then then you'll get caught up on it it's, it's you know it's one of those things where like i could easily get caught up on that if i'm not embracing the movie or i just kind of go yeah okay that tech exists in this world okay um even outside of like the actual i guess kind of the way it makes sense did you enjoy Mm. it in the movie you know was it what did it add to the movie or or was it like oh it doesn't really matter if it was there or whatever i don't think i don't think it added to it i mean um i think it was a cheap way for like our main character to start to figure out what was going on Mm. and to be honest with you it wasn't overly necessary because we kind of figured that out as our character kind of came across these killers a bit more we found out like i'm not going to go into spoilers but we found out more about what this game is the game is more than just a cat and mouse game um which i really um enjoyed that dynamic of it as well Mm. um which we'll come on to when we talk spoilers but i I did enjoy that um in terms of like the tech and the use of it it is odd um for me the tech was only really big brother you know a way for them to watch Mm. and a a, a cool way for them to watch i didn't get the whole feeling of an avatar and that sort of thing initially i kind of did um i was not sure who these killers were like because um you know they they just kind of turn up and they they seem very robotic and it's it's difficult like i'm not entirely sure what they're motivation is like why they go in with the intent to kill like you know are they victims mm. themselves that have got the intent to kill or something like that um, well some of them seem to be but, protecting certain characters as well well yeah i mean obviously we get to that when we get to the i mean we'll we'll, we'll talk spoilers and get into that mm. as to why they're doing that but i think um for me like honestly when this movie ended i was like 
I'd be down for some more, like <laughs> to know more about this game and more about our kind of surviving characters and what happens with them. Um, and, and, you know, it, it was interesting enough to me to, you know, for something like Hostel where it's like, okay, no, I'd like to see more about like this, this game happening again while other characters are, are getting more behind the minutia of the, the game makers and the, the kind of, you know, people behind it. Yeah. Um, because I, I did find that bit interesting. Um, you know, the, I think for me, the, the reason why I loved it so much is that the killers all looked amazing. Every single one of them, I, I, they were just like completely stereotypical, but just each one of them nailed on what they wanted to be. Kind of, you know, the guy that was like this leather face guy that just had all this um, skin stuck on him just looked absolutely amazing. You had the traditional like pig guy, the the kind of main one that's like this it's just this weird mask like i can't it's difficult to describe it kind of looks like it's um it's like a black sack almost that's gone like moldy and got like bits coming out like um like wearing away and then there's like the eye bit and that and it just looks disgusting Mm. and like there's and and um, there was like the crow guy that looked pretty awesome. Just like all of the killers. I I mean, what did you think of them? Were they just too conventional, or, or did no, you I, enjoy them? I, I liked them. Um, it very much felt like a, a cross between like a greatest hits of that era, hmm. but also um, slight cheap imitations of a lot of them. Um, you know, it felt very much like a video game version of that. Had they not had the licenses, you know, um, yeah. You know, has oh, yeah, inspired it like, by yeah, it was, this. Um, what was it, Dead by Daylight, or whatever yeah. it was? Um, yeah, where it's like, oh, okay, we haven't got the licenses yet, so this one kind of looks like Michael Myers, but not. But yeah, I thought they all looked absolutely awesome. I did really. The Leatherface guy looked awesome. Yeah, I, I, I will say that they're better than most films. Um, there's so many that just have really generic, boring ass killers. But I think that what Haunt did really stayed with me from earlier this year, and um, on a similar level of movie as well. Like I think that was what I would gravitate more towards. Was like, oh, okay, this is something that I've never seen and this is like a modern take on an yeah. old school type uh, villain whereas this is straight up like a homage slash oh yeah. you know showing off that era but it's still I cool. think it, you know i think it just shows like if you're going to look at those two you know um the guys behind horn have just you know that was clearly an homage but those guys have written like an awesome original idea mm. this is this is purely in homage to 80s horror oh yeah everything the most it. kind of you know just just this like you say this is you know it's only it only clocks in at over an hour and 20 yeah and you know an hour and 10 of that is a slash just just a slasher chase scene yeah um but uh, as you found out from like american horror story like <laughs> if you're gonna do 80 slasher I'm, I'm gonna like it yeah they just <laughs> trick you it's like yeah these last four episodes nothing happens but <laughs> you're <Yeah>. still enjoying it <laughs> <laughs> still having a good time <laughs> um what's gonna yeah. say? Yeah, the other thing i will say is that um obviously it being an australian movie i think mm. that um i agree with you that i'm very much drawn to the aussie and the new zealand stuff mm. and um this to me lacked what i wanted from those um which is their sense of humor and their sense of um just not not it's not necessarily comedy but that dark humor and that use of dark humor in horror situations um 
And this mm. movie kind of, at least in my eyes, completely like that. Um, I never got a sense of personality or tongue in cheek humor or any of that, like, like that Aussie humor, um, in this movie. Um, so to me, that aspect was lacking because having now watched it, I was like, oh yeah, it was Aussie, weren't it? Like, it doesn't, <laughs> it, I didn't really remember yeah, that. Yeah, no, know what it's I mean? a bit, it is a bit odd that like it, it doesn't feel like that, does it? No um so that'd be another thing but um yeah i mean if you want to go spoilers we can do um i don't really have too much yeah, more I mean, to add it, on it no i mean i guess we'll go recommend first of all or not i mean where are you at with it yeah like i wouldn't um i think the it's not the worst movie but i i didn't like it and i was very bored by it and i think that even though there are cool parts about it like we've discussed if you just want to see some awesome kills um you can see this but also there are you no know, I think one of my notes when I when I was thinking about this was that I, I think the kills are brilliant, but we see so many movies now that do have great kills and other stuff. And so for me personally, again, this is only my opinion, this only has good kills and I didn't really like anything else about it. Um, so for that reason alone, I wouldn't recommend it. I think a movie that done this type of thing a hell of a lot better, in my opinion, was The Barge People. Um, I don't think that's actually out yet, is it? Um not not quite no, no so obviously that will be coming out soon and i'm sure there are no. other stuff like terrifier as well as another one i think which is like in in vein of these throwback type movies both those movies yeah, I, think I would, I would say this there. this one's very similar to terrifier yeah in terms of you know because i think barge people is more like haunt as well where yeah. you had those substance and the kills and good and humor kind of as well. a clever unique thing um whereas kind of terrifier and this is just just you know it's, it's a gore fest yeah and it's a throwback so what's your what's your um, recommendation for this one? But yeah, no, I, I mean if you're obviously if it's you're not into shudder 80s, now, isn't it? Yeah, if you're into eighties horror, then then yeah, I think it's worth a watch. You know, if you like if you like your Friday the Thirteenth and you like your slasher movies, then it's just it's just a fun thing to throw on. Like it's great great kills, uh, fun villains, and you know it's you're gonna have a good time if you like those two things. Mm. Um, so yeah, for me, I had I had a really fun time with it. Um, you know, when you when you start to get into um you know and i think that probably just shows that this movie is a pretty solid movie that when you actually start comparing it to the the better ones of this then it does drop away but it just shows that it's it's a step below that this is just it's a good you know it's mm. a good movie it's a good solid movie yeah um and if it, if it's what if it's in the wheelhouse that you enjoy which it is then it then it will elevate for you yeah yeah, I think that if you already got the streaming service that it's on and you like 80s horror movies, it's a no-brainer. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> um, definitely. Yeah, I mean, is it, do, do you want to add anything else on the movie? Or Yeah, I mean, I guess it was just the, um, you know, the aspect of the protector side of it. Mm. Like, obviously, um, I I really like that because we it becomes more video gamey as well that basically each killer has a one of the victims i think they're be called beauty and beasts aren't they so the yes. women are all called beauty and and you know and it's very you know it is very throwbacky kind of you know the the stereotypes um but the three um women and that are together kind of figure this out and um basically if the beauty dies the corresponding beast head blows up um so they they get removed from the game so kind of like the beast jobs is to a protect their um their their beauty and and you know kill the other ones and um i really i really like that as this kind of extra dynamic where like the killers are like looking at like their one and keeping an eye on the other one there's like one scene in particular where he kind of has to sacrifice himself to kind of protect his 
um, beauty and let her get away. Mm. And I really enjoyed the fact that when the the three women realized this as well, that kind of like they all took that very differently when they're like, well, hang on a second. We're not actually pulling together to keep ourselves alive. It's me and my beast out there. <laughs> like I'm against you as well. So I might just come and kill you as well. So I, it just kind of added this cool dynamic that, that I quite liked. And it was something different that, that gave it this different spin to what a normal traditional thing was. And um, yeah, it was something that I dug quite a bit. So I just weren't sure what you thought of that and kind of, did you enjoy that extra dynamic? I think that concept is phenomenal. I think it's really, really cool. I think if it was a bit more set up like a Hunger Games or a Battle Royale, where it is like if it was straight away, kind of like here are the teams, here are the groups. Yeah, well, this, this was kind of like a 40 minute reveal in an hour and 20 movie, isn't it? Yeah, Maybe like 50 minute reveal. I personally didn't get most of that. That was why I asked you about it, where I knew that there was. Yeah, I thought I knew there didn't. was protection. That's why I wanted to talk about that it. sort of stuff. Yeah. I didn't fully get that each one had like a part, like a partnership, basically. And yeah. obviously, had they made it clear, like, was it going to be last man standing? Like, if you're the Beauty and the Beast, do you just win and you get to leave? Um, Mm. had they made that stuff clear like i i was a little bit confused like i say with the rules i think especially combining that with the whole her kind of dropping to the ground and then seeing through a killer's eyes and then i kind of yeah. felt like was is it an avatar type thing is she then controlling the killer like i think very... i think that's I, I think that's why when she was having because i didn't want to talk about it before we didn't before we went to yeah. spoilers but i think that's why when she was having her seizures she was seeing her beat through her beast eyes mm. because whoever's controlling that computer monitor is viewing them both at the same time. Right. So she just kind of, like she, she got into the different feed yeah. because it's like, yeah. And that's why, because they are tethered. Cause I'd imagine it would work the same that if the beast dies, the beauty dies. Cause we didn't see that side. Right. Um, or did we? Well, that sounds, that would have been interesting. I'm surprised they didn't do that if they didn't. <laughs> yeah. They didn't do that. I don't think, I didn't think we saw like a beauty die that way. Weird calling them Beauty and Beast, mm. but that's what the film calls them. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed like when she got back with her friend and kind of there was the three of them and then the Beast came along and kind of, I think the character's called Rose and she kind of, she saw, she was she got stabbed in the hand by a Beast and kind of like was then about to get killed and then her, the his beauty died and then his head blew up. So she kind of got that rule and then use it to her advantage to basically kind of take out two players in the game at the same point. Mm. Um, and like, I just really, I, I enjoyed that. Like that was a cool moment. And yeah, I really, I got that dynamic straight away and it was something that, that just kind of like for, for, for the final act got me like, okay, you've just added something that's like this fresh concept that I would like more of. And that's why I'd really like to see a sequel because kind of like, we know that rule going in now. Mm. So could they play with it more? Yeah because um, that would be such a cool thing. Yeah, starting with the game would be interesting, because I think that obviously with this movie starting with our protagonist, it's kind of like you're you're almost forced into thinking it's going to be her main story, and then I think that there are a yeah. lot of different elements going on with the game and all of that aspect of it that I, think, I find infinitely more interesting than this kind of like non-character that we get given to follow, because yeah. I think that opening scene is very unoriginal and is like... I, I didn't enjoy the opening it's, scene. It's so like we've seen those character templates a million times, and mm. yeah, like straight away I was like, oh god, just get like, thank god as soon as they kind of got kidnapped instantly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it literally took five, you know, less than five minutes, which yeah. I was pleased for because yeah the second the, when the movie first started i was like whoa this is not what i want yeah <laughs> um and it's weird because it yeah you know it, you you touched upon kind of the australian feel of it and it definitely does 
um, lack that kind of real Aussie authenticity mm. that, that a lot of these movies have. Um, but you know what it gave me those other bits that i want which was the kind of you know it's just like the the gore and the stuff that they come up with there like i say the the kills in this this movie were just insane like obviously we talk about the axe one but um there were so many cool ones and the thing that she did with the eyeball with the spoon mm. like oh my god that was one of the grossest things we've seen all year <laughs> yeah like i i was like okay cut away now no no seriously cut away now mm. it's not gonna fucking cut away <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's really gruesome those sort of stuff i think yeah. that um talking about what you just said about you not feeling really aussie i think that mm. what's interesting is it's obviously homage in american cinema yeah american yeah. horror cinema and so i think that's where it ultimately ends up losing its identity because it's trying to be a throwback mm. to 80s american specifically american yeah. slashes and yeah. so it does a good job of mimicking that but then yeah it, then, then ultimately i'm like Oh, I came for something different. And yeah, like so, loads of people, obviously, if you have like most people aren't going to even care that it's, you know, an Australian movie and, and yeah. they'll want it for the thing that, that this movie does deliver. Um, but obviously it wasn't like you're kind of like both because I think you wanted a bit of the Aussie flavor, but you also I, wanted it to be yeah. an 80s you know, throwback, whereas well, I really wanted it to be that, yeah, the Aussie I, stuff. I wanted an Aussie movie. What got me in was the fact that it was an Aussie movie that sounded like it was going to be pretty violent. Mm. And then when it gave me an 80s throwback, it was pretty violent. I'm like, okay, I like them too. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah i was like where are the jokes bruh <laughs> yeah um, yeah you see if this movie would have had the jokes um it, it it wouldn't have worked as much for me yeah like i i i see where you're coming from that you want that from an australian movie ordinarily mm. but yeah i i feel like for this sort of movie it was suddenly like the gamification of it and that would have would have been like are they putting jokes there and i don't know it could have fallen apart mm. like um for me so like yeah i'm glad they didn't yeah, well, it wouldn't have delivered an 80s throwback then because yeah. they just wouldn't have like, oh, has it? I mean, you can kind of merge those styles maybe, but like, yeah, having an 80s American throwback with a bunch of like the weird new modern Aussie, Aussie humor, humor yeah. yeah, it would have been, yeah. been weird. Um, yeah. It's an interesting one. Like when I watched this, I was kind of like, say, underwhelmed and I didn't think it would be that of an interesting conversation. But then chatting about it, I'm like, you know what? This movie's got some stuff in it. Like I don't like it, like I say, but I think that there's, there's enough in it where it's definitely worth the conversation. And I'm, I'm glad you mm. really dug it as well. Um, yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we will take a short break and we will be right back. So yeah, just to sort of uh, finish off this episode, um, like I say, we're going to be doing another one. So uh, make sure you check your feeds for that as well. Um, but the Purge season two started a while ago, um, in uh, it was around September time. Mm. Um, I've seen five episodes now. Um, yeah, is there eight? Is there eight I out? I think so. Yeah, so I think I've seen six. I've definitely seen five. I might have seen six. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this this show's interesting to me because I loved season one. Um, mm. My favorite purge thing by far, really. Mm -hmm. And um, I, season two was always a weird one because I was like, okay, you're gonna get rid of all these characters and actors that I really enjoy. Um, I st I'm always gonna like purge. Like I'm not a huge purge fan, but I think I like it more than I guess a lot of people because I've watched them all and I've pretty much yeah. enjoyed them all as well. I, I love the concept of the purge. We've always said the concept is stronger than the content we've got. Yes, you know, but we've always enjoyed the content. You know, like final destination delivered on both yes and purge has never fully delivered on the concept of purge but 
it's been it's delivered enough that we've kept absorbing it yeah that's a really good way of <laughs> describing it because there isn't yeah. that quintessential if someone's like i know what the purge is what's the thing i should watch that perfectly yeah. accurate to that i was like, like it no, doesn't... if you like tv the show yeah like good, it doesn't exist if you don't like tv it's not worth watching on its own no like, the first movie is a home invasion mm. movie and i'm like well if you like some politics watch the third one like <laughs> yeah like, i know, i think just... the f- i really like the first purge i think that does a good yeah. job of like if you don't know what it's about i think that's a good that's a really good entry point yeah um, but then you don't get any purge stuff really like you know outside purgy stuff you get the odd throwaway scene don't you it's, it's difficult yeah, like it is difficult it, you know it, it would be difficult to recommend like yeah, i mean maybe the, the season one probably purge. still is the the gold standard really but um yeah, yeah i think so um but, obviously going yeah. to season two um this is I, i'm enjoying it i'm not loving it um i can kind of give or take it really like i'm i'm watching it and i'm like okay you know these storylines are progressing am i enjoying it i don't really know i'm definitely not not enjoying <laughs> it um to kind of give a very quick breakdown on the main storylines i don't enjoy um esme who's working at the nffa and kind of like no. her major thing i think it's it's taken up so much time and i just don't really care about what she's like trying to discover like why this woman was murdered on purge night and they're gonna obviously add some later reveals but so far what we've seen and all of her stuff i find to be incredibly dull um the next one quickly would be the the kind of the, the bank robbery gone wrong on Purge Night. Yeah. Um, that, I liked that in the first episode. I thought the idea of them doing the kind of like VAR check to see if his foot crossed the line was really funny. Yeah, it was brilliant. And, um, <laughs> you know, very harsh, but like I can see why they've done that. And I'm like, oh, I kind of like the gray area surrounding the Purge that they're talking about here. Yeah. So all that stuff's yeah. good. And I have liked some of it, but now they're kind of like doing this other um you know other robberies and stuff and i'm not i don't again i don't hate it but it's not my favorite part of the show um the the next one which is now getting towards the ones i am enjoying would be the kind of the husband and wife couple um again i thought this started really strong um and is starting to slow it down a little bit where i'm kind of like okay like we've had enough double crosses in the relationships now where i'm like i don't know if i'm as invested as i was initially um so that one's kind of hot or cold but then the one i am really enjoying the most is the kind of the the uni kid um it's the, the standout the college the, the campus killer yeah, yeah like episode one and like his story arc that he goes on is fantastic i love that mm. concept in purge where he's kind of like bullied into this situation that he didn't really want to do and then ultimately gets into this life or death struggle that is going to change him mm. for the rest of his life i think that's incredible yeah um yeah it's awesome i really like a lot of what they've done i think it, it i'm worried it's just going to go into a bit dullness which i think is just it became Mm. he becomes a killer and that's that um i i like the gray area where like he's going to be drawn to it but he also wants to be like a good person like i think there's interesting stuff to be had there yeah it's difficult to know where his character is ultimately going to lie because i yeah i you know i can't see it being that dynamic no. by the end of it but but who knows like yeah i think it ultimately um, is it is going to become just he's another killer which i think is a shame mm. because i think they could do really interesting stuff there about like why has he been forced this way is it the society is it the way he looked upon like he was forced into this situation like all of these different aspects i've really enjoyed so that's definitely been the standout arc for me and it's probably the one that takes up the least amount of screen time as well which is a shame um mm. but I, overall i'm liking it so far i'm yeah. not loving it what do you think of it so far yeah i was i i like it i was liking it a lot in the first couple of episodes yeah episode so one the is first, strong so the first episode we get we jump so obviously the the season one we mm. kind of jump into purge we're, we're like people preparing for purge. like like and most the purge of the films begin 
Does Purge begin in episode one? Or it, I, how like episode one or start? two. It's always kind of like the first one's mm. like an hour or so before. Yeah. And it was almost like real time, really, where like each episode so, was a couple of hours. So then so then this one is, episode one is the Purge night. Right at the end. We, we get jumped right into the end of the Purge night. We see the botched bank job. We see the, 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 um, the campus guy and everything else, the uni guy. All of their stories. I love that. And then I love the fact that I was like, oh, shit, this season is... I think they did say, but I'd forgotten. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this season is what is America like out of the Purge. Mm. Like, this is Purge, but not in the Purge night. And I was like, okay, this is really interesting. And I love the court seeing, like, the cleanup crew in the second episode and just mm. the kind of mindset of people and the kind of the grieving but like the religious aspect of it that they've kind of like see it as like this greater good and like you know we're purged and everything else and then kind of like you say the um husband and wife like being like holy shit like someone tried to purge you and like why i'm not a bad person what's that all about and just all of these things like in episode i think it was like episode two and even episode three i was I was really on board with it. And I was just like, I really love seeing this world, which I've always been really fascinated in, in a different take, this post purge purge stuff, Mm. you know, the NFFA when they're kind of actually policing people and actually show that like one of the, one of the things that kind of they talk about on the purge is that like crime has gone down since the purge. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, crime's gone down because the nfa are fucking on you yeah like they've just got crazy surveillance and all these people that are like monitoring you i'm like i don't think you need a purge man like they're just like on it like they just they just want to have one night off that's Mm. basically (laughs) it because like the like you say the var stuff they do on like the bank robbery and just constantly like monitoring Mm. like it's quite difficult to actually kind of purge in the you know the other days of the year yeah because then they're um, monitoring the guy and they're just like what's he do like this yeah. was really confusing to me because then they start taking screenshots of the bank robber dude when he's driving his car and they're like mm. oh what's he doing oh he's just been hanging around keeping an eye on him and it's like he's not breaking any laws like what are you doing <laughs> like all that well, stuff. No, but that's just like police work i guess it? but i didn't think they were police you know? though i thought their one job was like they work in the government and then they also happen yeah. to happen to regulate purchase. yeah well that's why it seems like they're actually like nffa is like you know the like a big brother you know, they, they are yeah, yeah yeah but um i think it was episode three i found extremely dull mm. and rolling into episode four and like those two just kind of like nothing really progressed with the storylines and i was like ah. and like i think it was a lot of um what's the nfa fa lady called esme. esme a lot of her stuff and she really doesn't interest me like her arc mm. because um like her arc is that she's got like this someone that she knew like died and she doesn't like it and she wants to find out why yeah. and i'm like well we don't even know your relationship with no. her and like well that's all about and then like and the boss has like told her to um, stop it but then he's also watching her continue to do it and it's like yeah what? and he's like nah banks <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and like they're, they're meant to be so on it and then like the we get like a have you seen like a flashback with her yeah i have yeah and like all of that stuff just wasn't that interesting and and yeah like you know she was she gets a lot of air time and she's probably the least interesting mm. um but but yeah i'm still i'm still on board i still like it quite a bit it's still solid i think it's a solid season two with a i respect this whole different play that they're taking you know that i think it was a, i think it is a gamble mm. you know 
putting a season of the purge out not set during the purge yeah. and um you know so it's you know it's more more wins than losses but the losses are slowly stacking up <laughs> yeah and it's one of those ones where like this is where we should be enamored with it because obviously yeah. i don't know how many episodes it is whether it's 10 or not um, yeah. but if it is i've now seen half the season and it is on a downwards trajectory right now yeah similar with american horror story for me yeah. so i'm hoping that it's like I don't know how they're going to make me fall in love with the Esme story. Like that's almost a, a, a non-starter at this point, And it's going to no. take up so much more time for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, There's a couple of interesting things that happen. And cause I'm pretty sure that I will have seen episode six from the way you've spoken. Yeah. Like, There's a couple of things that happened there that, that, um, try to change things up and didn't overly interest me right. so i'd be interested to see how you how you kind of take on that yeah well it's interesting because as well looking at the timeline we're very rapidly barreling towards another purge night um so we're clearly going to yeah. get i would say at least two episodes um i think so i think i think there'll be i think there'll be two yeah so um, it's interesting like i think you know, the, two two maybe three yeah um i kind of want that now like i'm already like yeah. i liked two or three episodes not i think, purge, I think that, but i'm ready for it now that's exactly what i was like loved episode one episode you know two and three maybe were like okay this is fun and then i then four and five i was ready for the purge again yeah i just i watched yeah. episode five earlier today yeah. and i was bored out of my mind yeah. by it It was very very yeah. slow yeah. um but yeah we shall see how it gets going um but yeah that's pretty much it for this week um like i say stay tuned because we're going to be recording another one uh very soon um but yeah here we are man uh, episode 174 where we talked about the furies uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone and through my veins and travels to my head they said you'll die soon enough anyway shut up i can't mainly because i never could how could i start that